When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, this is Allison Kay. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. You know, at Disruptive CEO Nation, we not only talk to interesting company founders, but we like to talk to thought leaders. And I'm so excited about our guest today. She has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, MSNBC, and has been a speaker on numerous platforms. And she is going to lead a compelling conversation around the power of visual thinking as a catalyst for personal and organizational change. So I would love to welcome to the program, Nora Herding, founder and CEO of ImageThink. Nora, welcome to the show. Hi, yeah, it's great to be here, Allison. Um, Nora Herding here with uh, ImageThink. And what I like to think about ImageThink is we help companies work and think visually to unlock their full potential. So it's really exciting to be here today. So business builders who listen to this program um, are entrepreneurs, company founders, people who are trying to make things happen. And I know in my conversations with you, you've shared that having a visual plan can help any business leader expedite the forward movement and or create change in their organization. So give us a little bit more details about a visual plan. Yeah, great. Um, so what we do at ImageThink is really we think about uh, where our clients, which are usually Fortune 50, Fortune 100 companies are going, um, where they are right now kind of in the process, and then two or three steps ahead. So that might look like um, helping a CEO unfold a new mission and vision. It might be helping them set you know, a five-year plan or in this world, you know, a three-month plan. And then Get, uh, get clarity around that by getting their ideas and their team's ideas out in a visual way. And the end result of that can look like a visual chart or path for the leaders to really help people align around where they're going, understand where they fit into the picture and create a storytelling device to really galvanize people around that action plan. Well, and I think words only go so far. So can you tell us a little bit about the difference in science between words and visual imagery? Yeah, sure. The way I like to start, um, Allison, is to think back to what I consider the first example of visual leadership, which dates about 30,000 BC. That's the date of the oldest cave paintings that we found in the cave of, of El Tamira, Spain. And in this cave, there's paintings of bison and antelope. Um, there's human handprints. 
And of course, we don't know exactly, but anthropologists and experts believe that these were all instructions related to hunting. So if you think about it, that's the first example that we have of someone who had an innovative idea. You know, at this point, we were, you know, maybe a gathering society to say, what would these big animals taste like if we hunted them? Collaborate and convince other people to coordinate um, around this vision and then action it. And we know that they were successful because we're here today, right? And so um, that it's a very, very, very old technology that we have. You know, we created uh, visual communication before we created written language. If you think about, if any of you have children, you think about your, your children's, your child's development, they're drawing and expressing themselves in pictures before they are in words. So we're tapping into something that's really, really innate and innately wired for us. And my sister, I'm fortunate enough, my sister is a brilliant neuroscientist. So she is, uh, keeps me honest when we, we talk about this in terms of visuals, but, um, but most of the brain is actually wired to process visuals. When you look at a picture or even think about um, making a drawing, you don't even have to be the person doing it, but if you're watching someone else do it, you're activating many different aspects of the brain from, you know, starting from the occipital lobe where you process the visual all the way up to the prefrontal cortex, right? And we know that that is considered the CEO of the brain. That's where all of our higher mm -hmm. cognitive ability is. So if you want to look at something differently or you want to engage neurologically the most uh, brain cells and neurons in your brain, then having a visual component of it is actually going to uh, is going to get those things firing in a different way than if you're just speaking or you're using written text. So that's just a couple of things uh, to compel the, the audience here to think about um, this technology in a way and, and how innately human it is for us to express ourselves in pictures, make meaning in pictures. And also there's a lot of studies about it as a mnemonic device um, that we remember things more when there's a visual accompaniment of it. And I bet you and all the listeners can think of some examples of either teachers they had back in high school or uh, lectures they went to or speakers where there was some kind of visual component that really resonated. You know, Nora, Nora, none of us would take our business to market without a marketing strategy, without, you know, having that. And we all use marketing and we all talk about the picture superiority effect and the visual processing, how much faster human beings process images. So we would never think about moving our forward our company forward without marketing, but yet leaders internally, I don't think, think about using visuals in quite the same way. And you have this product. So if people go to your website, I always like for our, our listeners to know where you are. So Nora, you're based in New York and they can find you on imagethinknot.net. And there, if they go look at your website, you have this thing called the Image Think Method. So if I were a CEO trying to move my organization forward, what would that process be if I came and plugged into your team? Yeah, that's great. So, um, so the image thing method is something that arose after, you know, 12 years and, and literally thousands and thousands of sessions of supporting clients, we started to see there was a pattern of um, 
when clients reached out to us, where they kind of were in a life cycle of an idea, if you will. And so we sort of fused like a design thinking method with a method called the experience cycle. And that is just sort of a diagnostic tool that we can use or you, your listeners can use to be to understand where they are kind of on this journey. So at the beginning, it's, you know, it's the brainstorming, it's the scanning, it's the realizing that you have a problem that you need to solve, right? And there's certain things you want to do as a leader when you're in that place with your people, right? You want to facilitate creative ideas, like open discussion, you know, really um, looking at other inputs, right? And kind of scanning the environment. Um, but then you have to keep moving forward, like you said, and I love that you brought up marketing because the next point is once you've decided where you're going, you need to engage everybody else within your organization to, to go with you, right? We know that as leaders and sometimes that gets skipped over. So that's the next stage for us. So that's when clients come to us and they say, oh, we, we want a new mission. We want a new vision or we're going to make radical change. Um, you know, we have an acquisition or we're shifting and we really need to get people behind us, right? Um, so, and then so far it's, and eventually you, you come up with a, a tactical plan and you market it. And that's kind of, that's the thought about the method is just being able to plug in and say, this is where we are. There's a certain set of mindsets and behaviors we wanna engage uh, as a leader, depending on where we are kind of in our, in our process. And then for us at ImageSync, we understand there's a set of visual tools that can help you no matter where you are in that method to not only make it more meaningful where you are and give you an awesome way to communicate, but to also make sure that there's momentum to get you to the next stage, right? To, to move you forward. So um, that is, you know, that's the, that's the crux behind the method. It's, pretty simple. You can kind of understand where you're at. And then if you, we were working with you, we would understand, okay, this is the series of tools that we can use to really make that stage powerful. So you have the momentum to, to go all the way through to, to actioning and making it, making it a reality. I think this is more important than ever. A lot of the company founders that I speak to, the CEOs and the business builders, more and more we're working with teams separated by distance. And, and that's a phrase that I have ha worked in that environment for years. But for a lot of organizations, it's a, it's a new shift. Or for my entrepreneurs, I, I have one entrepreneur who has a staff of 12, similar to, to your, the size of your team, but their 12 all live in different countries. And while you think, okay, it's a small enough team, we can get on a Zoom call, we can visually see each other, alignment, especially when you're business building and you want to do it quickly, is so important. And I also just think this pandemic world has changed how, how people relate to one another. And so I love the concept of helping get the message out about doing more around visual leadership. Do you have an example of a, a business or a client that you can share of a project that was like completely successful? Oh yeah, well, well, there's there's lots of examples around that. Um, a, a recent example is, uh, especially around alignment, is we were working with an organization, global nonprofit. Um, God, they had a new president. The president came in. They said, you know, the last time we did a strategic plan, it was a complete disaster five years ago. 
this uh, this president had a bigger vision. She wanted to reframe the mission of the of the organization. It's a nonprofit, so there's also a board. You know, there's the employees, a lot of stakeholders, a lot of stakeholders, um, and very passionate people. So what you know, we did is we put together a three day, and it was virtual, a three day program where you know first we had them kind of look at, okay, what is our what is our mission right now? What could it be? in the future and what would that look like for, for our stakeholders, for us, for the people we serve, right? Um, and then once we got that out and we were visualizing that in the Zoom meeting, like right on the screen, uh, what could this new mission be? Then we, you know, then we could have conversations about like, okay, well, this is the future. This is, uh, this is our new North Star, you know, do we all agree? We can all literally see our contributions in this visual. And now let's take it over, you know, to where we are today. Let's be honest about where we are. What resources do we have? What challenges do we have? What does the landscape look like for us? And get everyone, you know, because that's different, right? Mm -hmm. um, everyone has a different perspective about that. The CEO or the president usually has a bigger picture vision. It's probably more optimistic, but there's other people on the ground that are having a different reality, right? And so this is where you kind of build that collective understanding. And then we can start charting in what is going to get us from where we are today to where we're going and what are those major initiatives? What are those milestones? But these are all then becoming visualized. So at the end, everyone has a shared understanding of what that path is. And the president can take that now to the board. Uh, she can take it to funders and she can, she can literally show them the vision of their new vision um, she can show them where they are right now. And there's detail about that strategic plan that exists. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a little more compelling, right, than, uh, than um, an executive summary or, you know, 12-page PowerPoint. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, Nora, Nora, I'm pretty good at writing executive reports. I'm pretty darn good at it. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> but I also don't believe that that's the future. And I think you know, this is why I wanted to speak with you today. Nora, you are also an entrepreneur. So tell us what happened in, in your career and your path where you said, no, this is, this is my passion. I am starting my own business. I am running with this. Oh gosh. You know, I, uh, I, I mean, I have to be honest. It's really one of our values at ImageThink is looking while leaping. And another one is unlocking potential. And I think that that's because that goes back to sort of the mindset I had that at a time that ended up, you know, resulted with me talking to you today, but I have a master's in um, fine art and I always thought I was going to be an academic. Um, I, came, I was first generation to college and if you wanted to get into arts, really, you know, a tenure track position in academia was really like the only thing that seemed steady. Uh, and I had great professors. So that's what I thought I was gonna do. And I, I landed a teaching job. And then pretty soon realized it was sort of a failure of imagination. Like my goal, like meeting my goal was just simply a failure of me being able to imagine what else I could do with my skill set. So I left and um, I moved to New York with no job in uh, 2005 and fell in with a, a group of consultants that were working in a design thinking practice in a, you know, one of the top five consulting companies in the world, but they didn't call it design thinking because it, 
that wasn't even a term um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the mid 2000s. Uh, and I learned the craft of graphic recording and uh, along with facilitation there. Um, and then, you know, one thing led to another. So my, uh, you know, I wish I could say that I was like the leaders that I help where I have the big vision in the beginning, I, I charted out and, and, you know, plotted along to make it happen. But really it was more um, seeing opportunity and seeing the way that visuals um, could break out of kind of the silo of being in the arts or creative space and really resonate and have impact for, for business professionals that got me so excited and on this journey. So have to ask you, where do you go for your leadership inspiration? Any, any books, any podcasts, anything that, um, any networking places? Yeah, great. Um, so I have both been a student and a faculty at the Gestalt International Study Center. Um, that one is located in Wellfleet, uh, Cape Cod, but there's also a sister, there are sister organizations. And um, I've just found like a, like kind of these immersive um, sessions to be really powerful. I've sent a lot of my managers at ImageThink to them as well. So I think that they have great resources um, in Gestalt methodology. Um, you know, learning to coach, I think, is a super great skill as a leader because you want to, I really think of ImageThink as like a learning and development organization. So you really want to develop your people. So having that skill set, a little bit of that skill set has really served me well. Thanks for sharing that. Tell us if we come back and talk to you, and, and I, I know you joked at the beginning about you can't have a five-year strategic plan, you can have a three-month plan, but if we come back and talk to you in, in two or three years, what's the vision? Where, where do you want to take ImageThink next? Yeah, great question. Um, Really, we we've launched a number of things during um, during this you know unusual period. So we now have our first um, online course, which is about uh, how to facilitate virtual brainstorms. So that's really exciting. So thinking about ways to to expand our workshop capabilities to put these tools in the hands of leaders is really exciting to me. Um, and we're going to continue to to branch out and do that. Um, we're also expanding our um, facilitation practice. So uh, aside from just you know the visuals, using the method to really help um, companies design productive uh, sessions that resonate with people and get real results out of them is, is something we're really excited about right now. And um, we're you know and growing, kind of growing our team to you know support the demand of our clients. Um, is you know continually my grow my goal because I feel that the we occupy a really special space between the creative space and the business space and um, we just need more of it you know. Nora, I thank you so much for dropping in and, and yeah. sharing your story and I I think we would be remiss if we just didn't also share with our our listeners. I mean, you you talked at the beginning about the types of clients you have and. And um, I wonder if you could just name drop a couple of them for our listeners. Sure, sure. So we, uh, we've been doing a lot of work with Salesforce. Uh, we have a long relationship with Google um, in many different capacities, but particularly with their school for leaders where they develop their leaders. Um, we also have a long history in healthcare. So working with companies like Pfizer, uh, Lilly, Takeda, 
you know, a lot of industries where innovation and IP are high priority is where we, we find that we give a lot of support to our clients. So a lot of tech, a lot of healthcare, and a lot of companies that just really value innovation. Thank you so much, Nora, for, for being a guest. I also want to let our listeners know that you have a book that you can find on Amazon. And I know it's been out, out for, for a while, but it is still something that somebody can go take a peek at. And it is called uh, Draw Your Big Idea. And I do think that as, as leadership models change and as our disruptive CEOs you know, keep proving to the world that you can do things differently and achieve bigger, bolder results, you know, what your company does and, and what the design thinking is that you promote is definitely something that everybody needs to learn more about. So again, thank you. If people want to learn more, where do they go? Oh, you can visit us at imagethink.net, but lots of resources about the ImageThink method, um, great articles about the science and neuroscience of visual thinking. And you can also reach out to me on LinkedIn, Nora Herding at LinkedIn. Thank you. To our listeners, if Nora said something that you think somebody else needs to hear, please pass this podcast episode along to them. Please also go and rate us on your favorite podcast network. We greatly appreciate it. And check out my book, Building Your Brand, Make Business Happen in a Global Economy. Until the next time, thank you for joining us. And Nora, thank you again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.